From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherrianna. I'm your host. I'm also the author of, well, the latest book is called Emotional Detox Now. And I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest today. My guests are uh, Elise Romeo, very fancy name there, and Adam Foley, who are the authors of a book called Holy Love. The Essential Guide to Soul-Fulfilling Relationships, and they are the co-hosts of the Holy and Human podcast. Elisa is a licensed marriage and family therapist and intuitive and the author of Meet Your Soul. I love that. Adam is a certified somatic practitioner and yoga instructor who uses spiritual coaching, somatic healing, and his own intuitive abilities to connect to people to their soul. And together, they help individuals awaken and deepen their soulful nature within relationships. And you can visit them online at holyandhuman.com. So welcome again to Just Ask Spirit. Thanks for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. I couldn't resist a title like that. You kidding me? Right. So, um, so this is a show to whoever's listening, who's new to the show. Also to my guests here, this is a show about mental health and a show about spirituality. And I always say, I don't think you can separate the two anymore. Right. I believe that this is my belief that in order to have a really strong mental health, there needs to be some kind of a spiritual component. Sounds like you might agree with me in that just looking at your bio. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I love what you've created here. And I just want to know, and I want to share you to share with the audience, like how did holy love, right? How did, how'd you come up with that? So first of all, are you two married? We are married. Yes, (laughs) We're married 10 years, two kids. Okay. So you're, you're a thing, right? You are, we are definitely a thing. <laughs> you are. It, you got, yeah. You're a thing. Okay. So you're married. You have two children, um, both have very strong backgrounds and, uh, how this all come to be. Yeah. Well, we're glad the title resonated with you, you know, cause we were really a back and forth about that title. We are very much of the school of thought of that. We need to bring in some sacredness and some spirituality into our understanding of psychology to, to really heal. We need to see the part of ourselves that is within ourselves and the part of ourselves that's beyond ourselves and to work on multiple layers. And so we were really debated if we we're going to keep this title or not. This we knew it would be triggering title, to some you know? people that word holy, cause it can activate religious programming and ideas of what that is, but it was important to us because it is holy. Yeah. It is holy work. And especially with relationship work, we were seeing a lot of couples coming in with really getting into this tit for tat mentality. And if you really are taking everything at surface level, you can spend so many years in these just trying to iron out these miscommunications without ever really stepping back and feeling into the greater energies and the spiritual purpose of what might be happening there. And when we're working with relationships, we're working with love. So we really need to start becoming clear on what do we mean when we say, I love you, or we want love? Like what, what 
is our working definition of that. So we really stuck with that title, Holy Love, because we wanted to bring that reverential quality to it, that sacred quality, but also holy in its etymology is driven from this concept of wholeness. And so this idea that we need to balance the psycho-spiritual and the psycho-emotional to really create a healthy lifestyle. As a therapist, Josie, so many, you know, psychotherapists that don't understand energy work or energy cords or how to surrender to a higher power and then and really work literally in that way, not just metaphorically. And then in the spiritual arena, you see so many people that are amazing with energy work and cords, but they don't understand psychological inflation or projection or shadow work to the degree of therapists. So that's why I'm really passionate about I want those two fields to get married have a baby, <laughs> you know, and not be the future. And so, well, a couple of things come to mind. One, I'm curious to see how it's being received because I, I did that think that as well. I thought, wow, they've got guts. And I love that. I love someone with some guts um, to come out. This is Dream 7 Radio that we're broadcasting to. So you are with many people that are very open to these <laughs> this kinds of terminology. Um, with that said, um, what do you find? You find some people triggering anyone out there. I know when I wrote emotional detox, uh, most people were, you know, opened it because it's a new way of looking at emotions. Uh, no doubt. Some people get triggered, right? Um, that happens. How's it been for you? We definitely knew when we were pitching it, there were other books that would be easier to market. We knew there mm -hmm. were other books that would have be easier to sell, but we also knew that this is the best use of our souls on the planet. And in terms of evolving consciousness, this is what we have to say. This is what we're doing here. So um, it was more of a calling than a choice. And also, um, it's one of those things where, I mean, holy love is a method. It's a very practical method of the four spiritual relationships of how do we really make it super clear? Are we communicating from our ego or our soul? How do we tell the difference? Are we seeing in the other person their ego? or their soul? Are we reacting to just their egoic programming, their old idea, who they think they are? Or are we in present, alive communication and conversation with the energy of grace that's pumping through us? And once we access that portal, relationship becomes a portal to the divine. And we kind of say in the beginning, it's like, everyone's always like, I want to be seen in that deep place where I'm irreplaceable. I want to be loved in that area where it's unconditional and eternal. That's what we call soul. And so how can we find our soulmate if we don't know ourselves and each other as souls? That's the premise of the whole book, because a lot of times we vent about how we're frustrated. You know, where's my soulmate? Why aren't they meeting me there? I feel alone. I feel alienated. I want to be really loved in that way. But are we really doing the work in the way that you need to, to actually just put that lens of soul on? And I think a lot of us say that word soul or, yeah, my soul wants this or that, but are we really checking? Because the insanity of humans is to, you know, ask questions from beta state, stay in beta state, ruminate for friends, process it in beta state, hear our friends' interpretations in beta state, make assessments in beta state, and to never go to theta state in the brain and just check, like, did we raise our awareness and ask love, love's opinion on what's going on. Yeah, that's so interesting because you, you have to ask yourself, and so many people do throw that word soulmate around, right? And I want to find my soulmate. Well, what the heck do you mean by that, right? Do you, are you just saying, I want to find someone who loves me? 
<laughs> I think it's an archetypal right. longing. I think it's a, like the same of like how we want mother, unconditional love or home, yeah. those mm. archetypes. Holy love is an archetype belonging put in us. So we do all want our soulmate. I think even if we're cynical and say, yeah, I'm over it. I'm, I'm, you know, fine without it. There's a part of us, like we say in the beginning of the book, that swoons whenever the lovers kiss on screen at the end of the story, after all the conflict you want, we're fighting for that union mm-hmm. and ourselves and each other. And yeah. But the way we define soulmates is broader than a lot of others do. We see soulmate as anybody that's really serves as a catalyst for spiritual growth in your life. So this can be oh. a friend, can be a neighbor. So we we really see that you have you have dozens of soulmates, if not hundreds, within your lifetime. Uh, and mm-hmm. so our our definition in the book is really who you have a soul contract with. So contracts are where you have a spiritual agreement with this person, even if they are an adversary in your life, even if they're a source of conflict and challenges, they can still be a soulmate if they're turning you into love. If there's something about this process that's alchemical and transformative. That's the thing. We're soulmates as soon as we see the soul in each other. And we start to ask ourselves, why is the universe, God, the creator, putting us together in this container to learn something from each other. What is that we're learning, experiencing and transforming in each other. But then of course, it's asking your higher self, your soul, your intuition to us. Intuition is just the voice of soul. So it's like, whatever you want to call that. I know soul can also be triggering for some people, but for us, soul is the unconditional eternal part of love within ourselves. And the ego to us is who you think you are. So we see it like that iceberg where the ego is above the surface and then under the surface, that's still part of who we are. It's like where our subconscious is, where our dreams come from. That's still part of who we are, but we might not identify it as that. That might not be our narrative, but it's also influencing how we're showing up in relationships, what we're reacting to, what we're manifesting from. So So a lot of our work is helping people to become aware that part above the surface to the part that's under the surface. Okay. And so let's unpack this a little bit. So you're really redefining what a soulmate is. I mean, this is very different because we've always thought of it as singular. <laughs> like there's my one person, right? My my main soulmate. And you really you're kind of busting that whole idea. Yeah, and I think though right? it is also about where everyone can be a soulmate when you're in relationship to their soul, but it's also listening to your intuition because there are sometimes better fits for intimate relationship, right? Like in terms okay. of listening to your intuition about we see it kind of like complementary colors or flavors okay. of wine where not everything goes, you don't put a red wine with every different type of food, right? In terms of right. what you're choosing for dinner. You might have it as a sip beforehand or whatever, but with your chicken, you might want a certain type of wine. So um, it's kind of like that too, of our, our podcast is called holy and human and our website. And the reason for that is because even though the holy part of us, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little more, I guess, seeing the highest in everyone, the human part of ourselves also need to be realistic with who we are in our right. humanity, our personality types, who's the best fit for us on the planet in terms of making those commitments on a physical yeah. world level. Yeah. And of course you can also have soulmate relationship relationships that sort of jumpstart your consciousness. So I would say that that's mm-hmm. probably the more general definition of soulmates is this experience of meeting somebody and having almost a spiritual awakening through that encounter. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we do see those soulmates as well that, you know, manifest mm-hmm. in a romantic way often. And sometimes people just interpret that that as love just that Mm. spiritual opening. So for us, we really see the experience of being in love 
Yeah. It is a spiritual experience. So if we can start seeing it more as a spiritual experience, approaching mm-hmm. it as a spiritual experience, give, uh, being humble in the, in a way, as we approach it that way, mm-hmm. um, then I think soulmates takes on a little different flavor and nature where it's more like, is this person waking up that part of me? And I, I like redefining it that way because it becomes mm-hmm. less of a search, less of, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh God, where is my soulmate? I want to find this one person out there. And more, uh, the focus becomes more internal of can mm-hmm. you identify when you start waking up to deeper realities within yourself um, through a relationship? So let me ask you this. So what, let's give an example here. What if you have uh, maybe perhaps a couple? Are you primarily couple focused in your? Not really, but we do. We do both. We do sessions together and individually with individuals and with couples. So we wow. see all all different. Well, that must be fascinating. Okay, <laughs> so you must see it all, and and so. You know, I, I'm just thinking about some of the clients that I've worked with over the years. And I, I know that some of them, and I'm thinking of the audience, some of them would say, okay, I'm, I feel like I'm with my soulmate. I'm with my person. You know, I, I, maybe I'm married or been with someone for a while, um, but I'm not getting that spiritual thing you're talking about here. You know, that holy spiritual awakening. Like I, I, you know, I just want them to like, you know, take out the garbage. You know, I mean, I mean, people like that, how do you, um, who, who are perking up to this idea, right? Um, how do, where do you begin? I mean, what if you have one partner that's like, yeah, I want that's darling. That's what we need, right? We need some holy love. <laughs> and that the other person is rolling their eyes. How do you handle that? Which is yeah. a common scenario. Yeah. It's, it's very, <laughs> that's common. more common yeah. than people being like, we're on board in the exact same page. Let's go. Yeah. And yes. you know, often that happens. Yeah. Well, we're, we will work with one person who's very into the idea of doing spiritual self-work that loves the terminologies of holy love and soul and the divine. And these are things that help them on their yeah. you know, journey. And then another partner who's really like, Oh, I, that, that word soul just makes me uncomfortable. And why, you know, mm-hmm. why would we, and they don't really have that same motivation, uh, to be doing it down that path. And that's totally okay. And that really comes back to, but what do we have in common? What is that archetypal longing? What is it really at the base core? We all do have a longing to be deeply recognized Sure. And held and seen, no matter what our interpretation of the words are. So when I, you know, work with, let's say, a begrudgent husband, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> who their wife mm-hmm. has sort of dragged him to this work, I'm totally comfortable saying, hey, we don't even need to use the word soul or divine here, because in some sense, we're just talking about your truest self and we're talking about unconditional love. So yeah. we really can use those terms interchangeably. And another thing we, notice all the time is that if one person starts doing this work and starts using the four relationships, that there's a radical shift with the other person. And that's just because they're coming at it from a different energetic uh, vantage point and usually more with open, unconditional love in the conversation. It's not a converting energy of you need to get this to love me. It starts to be every opportunity is a spiritual 
opportunity. <laughs> and um, so it's starting to kind of engage with it that way. And people are usually shocked because it does. We always say, you know, you can't change someone on purpose. It's like you buy your cars as is, right? It's like right. used cars, like <laughs> that's what's coming. But at the same time, we're all evolving. And so, and people do feel things. I mean, we were talking before about the age of our kids, our 13 year old, he doesn't want to talk about anything right now, let alone this stuff, but he can definitely feel the energy in the room shift when we start to become in relationship to his energy instead of just the list of what we need to do. Did you do your homework? Did you do it? And we do need to take out the garbage. If you don't take out the garbage, it starts to stink. Nobody likes that. And that's why it's holy and human because it's both of those things. We have to address the physical world, but it's also, we are human beings and not human doings. So are we really orienting around that? Are we spending time and awareness meeting and seeing each other in that way? And that's really a little goes a long way. I think we're all just like, starving for that. And yeah. life is so busy and stressful that if we get a little bit, it's a huge investment. And I think what most husbands, begrudging husbands in particular want is peace and happiness in their homes. And yes. they might know the best map, the best way to get there, but they're happy when it starts happening. It's that immediate positive reinforcement. So we find that we are not picky about words, what we're calling things, semantics, but there's an immediate kind of um, gratification they start to get as they see my wife's really happy when I see her in this way. And I feel really good and really valued and appreciated when mm -hmm. we're, we're relating. And that's what we're really looking for. Hmm. And how do you, you know, thinking about people who are in relationships where there's a lot has happened, right? There's a history, hard to move on sometimes, right? I think everybody really wants to be able to do that. Meaning a lot of people talk about forgiveness. You know, I know I need to forgive, but I have a lot of resentment. I have a lot of anger. I have a lot of this, that. Um, and, and so what do you, how does, would holy love support that? And, and what have you found? Yeah. yeah. So the reason we made our four relationship method is we really didn't want to give people more spiritual information, more like theology. And mm. we really wanted to have like practical exercises, exercises and meditations. You know, yeah. And, you know, cause we're parents and we get it. We like, we get that life is just crazy, busy and stressful, you know, and that even when we try our best in relationship where you can still be in reactive, we all have, you know, our past baggage and wounds we're working on. And so with the four relationships, what we are doing is we're really assessing where the ego is at today. What is going on with the ego without bypassing that, without expecting our partners to be different than they are in that moment. And so if in that moment we can feel from their ego, if our intuitive perception is, oh, they have a wound up right now, or they're still really triggered from that fight we had last week. or And so we can start sort of assessing where they're at. Then we can ask our intuition, how can we come to them that's going to actually help and actually heal this situation? And so mm -hmm. we're not doing the same same mistakes we keep doing over and over again. And all of us have a history and tra trauma in some way in our past, you know, your biology is your biography. We hold everything in our cells in every moment. So even if we're not talking about it, as yes. you know, from emotional detox now, yes. it doesn't yes. mean it's not there. Right. So yeah. part of holy love is using your intuition to have discernment about what part of that person's activated and then what part of how, how you work with that. And also yeah. just not react to it. What we see so much in couples is a little ping pong game called your trauma hurt my feelings. Yes. And then it just goes back and forth and yeah. that builds and that can go on for years. And so 
holy love is just that moment of stop, put your hand on your heart, ask love, what's going on right now? Uh, (laughs) What am I reacting to? What's going on with Adam? Is he seeing me? Is he seeing a projection of like his mother, an ex-girlfriend? What's going on with me in bed? Why am I triggered in bed? Am I seeing Adam? Am I having some sexual past trauma from something else? And it's, so it's just slowing down and asking ourselves these questions. And we have a lot of practical questions to go through the checklist because we do have these blind spots and, and we get caught up and the ego is not smart at navigating love, but the soul is really wise at how to do that and how to heal ourselves. We have a whole chapter on inner child work because that's where we're going to default to in our arguments. And if we can evolve that part of ourselves, then our relationships have more of a fighting chance for sustainability. Wow. Very powerful. I mean, it's very powerful with the two of you together. I will say, I mean, you balance each other very nice and it really sounds like you're, you know, you you bring a lot of expertise to this and you're going to get a lot out of um, your book for sure. Cause I know, you know, as an author, we do pour our heart and soul into our books, right? Um, we always want to give our best. So we, you have to know that's at the time, right. Uh, Very often I'll write a book and then a year later I'll be like, Oh, I've already moved on to something else. (laughs) But at (laughs) that time, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. After at that time, that is, that is our very best. Um, I don't know about you, but with emotional detox, what in my journey of discovering, if you discovered this with Holy Love and, and your couple work, Sometimes I think we talk too damn much. Do you think that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I mean so much of what the work is, is honestly, we have a, one thing in there that's like going to date, you know, silently, <laughs> you know, sit really? in silence because then you start to really, I mean, it's almost like shockingly vulnerable and intimate when you stop using words as a defense and you start eye gazing we have in there, which is just staring in each other's eyes. There's some, for how long, how well, long there's a statistic. That's like the average couple talks like for real, not just about the kids and things to do about, I think it's Ten less minutes. than eight minutes a day. Yeah. yeah something like that. So it's yes. like to take, wow. to take four minutes, four minutes is a really long time. If you're actually yeah. look, I mean, it just starts happening even when I look over at Adam, you know what I mean? <laughs> you yes. know, instead of seeing him as like, Adam, what are we doing? Seeing each other's egos, but like, Hey, who are you? Where are you? What are you in right now? It's this energy thing starts to happen. Wow. Well, I, okay. I'm feeling the holy love. Um, <laughs> the only, the, the challenge with me is my husband um, is, is Irish and um, he talks, he loves to talk, right? <laughs> I can't imagine I'm cracking up because I can't imagine. <laughs> would he do a timer? If you're like three minutes on a silent dinner. <laughs> and he would say, I can't imagine having a silent dinner with you. <laughs> well, I'm Italian, so I understand yes, the talking part of things. As am I, as am I. But that, I love that. So that gives everyone a taste of what's in your book. So this holy love, you've got these practices, these exercises that bring that that spiritual connection. And as you say, soul to soul kind of thing, really learning how to perhaps dissolve the ego for lack of a better word there. Um and that I love that. I would love to hear if, if you don't mind, we have to take a quick break, but would you guys be open to some more tips? Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have to take a quick break, everyone. And I'll be right back with the authors of Holy Love, the essential guide to the soul to soul fulfilling relationships. Be right back. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherry Anna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherry Anna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherry Anna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherry Anna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life is centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, to Mantras Made Easy, and The Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm speaking with the authors of Holy Love. You know I love that title, The Essential Guide to Soul-Fulfilling Relationships. They also have a website called HolyAndHuman.com if you want to check them out. And I know during the break you mentioned you've got some meditations for people for free. Yep, free guided meditation. So if this feels overwhelming or a lot, you can just hit that play button and let us guide you through some some active imaginations. Yeah, it can be difficult to do the work on your own, you know, especially if you're meditating for the first time. So we really like that crutch of guided meditation. You know, we say the easy path is hard enough. So <laughs> do what works. Awesome. So before the break, um, I asked you for some tips because I just love the, well, first of all, let's get clear. Let's get clear on the eye gazing thing. How how long are we staring at each other? You know, start where you can, right? <laughs> so if like you're saying with your husband, if that might be a lot, like a couple of minutes, you can start 30 seconds is like actually a long time when you're quiet looking. You can just say, hey, let's just play this little game. I heard of this thing. We're going to set the phone timer for 30 seconds and we're going to look at each other in each other's eyes. And we're going to try to first, of course, we'll notice your face, how you're looking. Are we tired? Are we not? You know, these physical things. But then we're just going to look deeper. What do you see in my mm-hmm. eyes? What do you think I'm feeling? What do you think I'm experiencing? Then you start to tap into more of that soul connection. And it's really hard to not fall in love with someone when you're looking in their eyes. It's like, really, you start to, the, the eyes are the window of the soul for a reason. They sure are. Do you have any science behind this in terms of the, of the heart? I'm thinking of like the heart energy. I'm thinking of, uh, did you find any research around that? We didn't write about it because I'm personally not interested in writing about science or research because okay. there's a lot of people that do that really well. I think heart sure. math Institute is great in California. Yes. I know yeah. there's a New York times article about literally like the science behind looking people's eyes and falling yes. in love. But I think for us, we're more clinician practitioners in terms of how, gotcha. so we're not so interested in proving the concepts. We're more like yeah. play with it and see what happens. And you'll just find, gotcha. you'll feel it. It yes. just starts yeah. to be self-evident. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, it, it can, I can feel just talking about it, right? Not even. <laughs> it really is an energy that it, starts. It, it really is an energy. I, and this isn't just with, you know, with your partner, but the, I mean, your children and just making eye contact Absolutely. I mean, that is in general. And we've all gotten a little weak at that, right? And it's paying very- attention to the vibe of the room. I think we're really good at masculine consciousness, which is more that yang energy of achieving, doing, performing. That's what our society is oriented around. The feminine is more that receptivity of like, what, how does it feel? How do I feel yeah. in my body? How yes. am I doing? And yeah. and that's even for men or women, that inner feminine is our, our consciousness around that. And our society is not really great at supporting yeah. that. Yeah. So important, especially during times like this, you know, when there's so much going on, so much coming, it's very difficult to be a parent, I think, in this day and age. So many influences in terms of social media and technology and everything. I think these these things are so important right now. Um, and so another tip, Adam, you had one in mind that you wanted to share. Well, and I, one I, other thing real quick about eyes gazing, you talk about from sure. your soul. You can also do it by yourself in the mirror with yourself. It's a wild, oh. wild experience because usually when we're looking in the mirror, it is, how do I look? I'm getting ready for something. But if you sure. look at yourself in the mirror, in your eyes, how am I doing? It also can be very revealing and kind of, kind of intense actually <laughs> in the beginning. So Oh, I love this. So what is it called? This It's just eye gazing again. Yeah. We, and meet your soul. It was more of my first book and from 2015 was more about doing it in yourself with yourself in the mirror. And then this book is now do it with a partner or your child, but yeah. Yeah. So you can do it. If you don't even have a partner, you can start this work for sure. Yeah. Boiled down. I think in essence, our work is really about, are you being really present with yourself and radically honest with what, where you're at and what's going on right now. And so any of these techniques is really about just bringing awareness to that, to what's underneath the surface that, that other part of that iceberg that usually is hidden that we're usually moving too fast to recognize. Mm -hmm. And so often when we do these eye gazing techniques, or if we do a silent together practice, the first experience we'll experience is maybe anxiety or resistance or tension or stress because we are in a habituated pattern and we're breaking free of that habituated pattern. And so it is really just about being, becoming open uh, to those experiences But I would say if I was going to give anybody an exercise, any of the listeners here, if you're just feeling like this is a lot of information, the very first first exercise I would suggest, a great place to start is to just stop for a moment to take a breath from your lower abdomen, to place a hand on your heart, and to become aware of your heart of heart, the energy within there, the core of yourself. And this is your essence. And so we get very particular about discovering this essence and what that means and what that is, because it's about honing in and touching into your unique essence. So your unique energetic blueprint. So when you have a hand on your heart, you can practice just seeing, hey, can I feel that essence of myself, the love version of myself? And then ask that love, that voice of love from within, what do you want me to know about this situation or what do you want me to know today or how do you want me to be with this situation? Mm. So it's just phrasing really simple questions. And we always say, fake it till you make it. If you think you're just making this up, if you think it's all imagination and it's just silly and ridiculous and not backed by science, you know, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just experiment. It's fine. With That's it, okay. You, you can know? think that just try it anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because uh, first often people experience that little knee jerk resistance feeling 
then sure. often you experience a layer of whatever the the newest uncomfortable emotion is that's been shoved underneath the surface. I'm sure you're aware of that with you know uh, your field. And then, but then underneath that, usually we discover this real sense of homecoming, of peace, of this numinous state, of this holy state. And so that's why we really encourage people. We really think you can't know anything spiritually unless you have a direct experiential moment mm -hmm. with it, unless you really have your own experience. We're not here to tell you what soul is or what divine is or how it all works. We're mm -hmm. here to give you some tools so that you can know that for yourself. So we, yeah, we just really encourage people to, to try that practice first, just experiment with that. And with our, so we would call that soul dialoguing when you start okay. a conversation with that part of yourself. So we create a separation between your egoic voice and this deeper soul voice. And you can just go back and forth and have a whole conversation. And that conversation might be something like soul. Why do I feel so weird today? And soul might say something back, like just take three breaths. Mm -hmm. And, and this doesn't mean we need to listen right away to soul. Like you might experience that resistance too, where your ego might say something back. Like, I don't want to breathe right now. I'm, I'm feeling mm -hmm. just about this thing. I want this answer about this thing. Mm -hmm. And your soul might respond, you know, that answer will come in time, but first you need to go for a walk. And so soul always has this resonating, nurturing, unconditional love quality. And that's also why we call that a relationship in and of itself, that internal relationship. How strong is your internal relationship with your own soul? And how much do you trust that part of yourself? How familiar is that part of yourself? So you see things as yeah. you're talking to people. <laughs> so does Adam. And we and usually, usually and we usually oh. don't say it right off the bat because it's oh my goodness. A lot for people. It's it's a lot. Maybe we should lead with that. I don't know. But it's usually <laughs> we usually psychically kind of assess how much people can talk to. Honestly, when I'm meeting a new person like an acquaintance, I'm like, how much can their ego handle? Like, do I say I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist or do I say I'm seeing the energy of their higher self talking to me right now? You know? Isn't that fascinating? I mean, because it <laughs> you does come out of the closet. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> well, talking to the two of you, it really does feel very multidimensional. I mean, we are we, we are hopping around all over the place. I do love the way you're bringing it back to the practical, right? And I love these simple um, exercises for people that they can do. I, I do love the concept of holy love. I think we all can understand it, right? Audience, are you starting to get this? <laughs> that you have a method. I mean, you, you've developed something. You know what you're doing clearly, right? So, um, and you know what, tricks and tools to pull out and cute and, 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 and from many levels, right. Not just from, from your license level. and I mean, therapist level, yeah. but you're getting information of where to go. You know, we want some... everyone swimming in the pool. Everyone's yeah. allowed. We are souls <laughs> having human experience. We're allowed to swim in the pool, but we want to have access ladders at different yeah. places. We want some people to walk, wander in the, the baby level in, and then some people are going to jump in the deep end and we want to be, yeah. meet people wherever they're at. And okay. So do you feel that you're, I mean, let's start talking here. Soul to soul here. All right. So <laughs> do you feel, <laughs> let's get started, right? I, uh, do you feel that you're carving something out for the new? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we knew new earth it energy. New, yeah. We, we right? knew it wasn't necessarily yeah. going to be the, we really feel it's kind of annoying because I think the method we created is going to, is so weird to people. We had to really pitch it and convince like publishers, like this is the thing we yeah. know it is. And I think what's annoying and probably in 10 years, everyone's going to be just doing this. Absolutely. Subconsciously, unconsciously, they're not even going to know 
how hard we fought to get this in the mainstream dialogue. Honestly, that's yes. how I feel about Meet Your Soul too. At the time, yes. it was really weird what I was doing. And now people who I don't know, who I don't even know if they've read the book are kind of speaking in that same terminology. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm the first person to do it, but sure, there's certain terminology and ways you can pick up that. So anyway, yeah. I mean, but ultimately that's our goal. We want to yeah. evolve yeah. consciousness. So we're not, right. we're not fighting for being, yeah, this know, is the new the way relationships are going to look. This is the, the way future. it's going, and it's <laughs> this, and honestly, yeah. it just works and it's easier and it just feels better. So at the end of yeah. the day, yeah. it just makes sense. I'm a Capricorn, so I'm just kind of about efficiency. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like what works, what heals, yeah. what's working. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's accelerated. I mean, you can feel it. It is an acceleration because it's high energy. It's like when you hang out with these two. It's like going on a roller coaster, right? You're like, okay, just hang on for the ride. It's going to be okay. Fasten your seatbelt, right? Because yeah, right? there's no right. more, this is going to take 10 years. Okay. No. Um, there's no more like, you know, half your marriage is going to suck. And then maybe the second half will be better, right? Like we don't have to live like that anymore is basically what you're saying. We have yep. Right. Um, we can get right to that soul level. And, and if you haven't had some, you know, good luck or whatever you want to call it successful, however you label it relationships, I would imagine this would be good for someone to consider. Right. I mean, in Absolutely. terms of if you're frustrated, that's yeah. the call home. You know, it's like, this isn't working. Great. Come home, come Let's home. Save you left, time. Yeah, you yeah. went too far, too long and you lost your you know, you lost your, your, your home, your consciousness. So this is fabulous. I love it. I told you I was drawn to it. I was like, hell yes, because, um, <laughs> I holy love speaks my, I love the name, title. I thought it was, um, fabulous when I saw it come across my thing. I absolutely, and I get a lot of things sent to me every single day and yours spoke to me, probably the energy pulled me in too. Right. So, um, any final words that you'd like to share? Um, I have one question and then final words. Yeah. How has this changed you? How, how have the two of you, um, Changed our our meeting changed everything, which was really the beginning of holy love. When we first met, it had yeah. all this kind of like kundalini like energy, and we had yeah. all these kind of big spiritual experience happening. And we knew right away we're meant to work together and we're meant to communicate this message. So our whole relationship every day is kind of an experience of who did I think I was as my ego that's melting, <laughs> and yeah. who am I truly as love? And it's using relationship to become love, not to necessarily get love or receive yeah. love, but to become love. So I yeah. think it made us more conscious of that. Yeah. And I'd say specifically, you know, through the book, you know, this experience being an author, how like it turns into some strange sort of spiritual boot camp, you know, writing <laughs> yeah. a book. And it's, it's so intense. Uh, it's always more intense than you think it's going to be it, like what it will bring up. But uh, so for us, it really just amplified everything that was already happening for us. And so, and we just started using the techniques way more, like even more than I was already using it on a daily basis. But when I was deep in writing the, you know, how to really apply this practically, I was using it all the time. And with, and so often with our kids, you know, I think that to know that a little intuition can go so far in so mm -hmm. many of your relationships and so many conflicts, because whenever we're in conflict with somebody, the first thing that comes up usually is inner child or yeah. a wound, because that's what the conflict is. It upsets us. It upsets, it upsets us on some deep emotional level. Triggering. And so can you identify if that is 
an egoic experience that's happening? Is this just some wound, some habitual pattern, some false belief that's up? Or is this a real soul emotion experience? Because our souls have emotions too. Our souls can feel uh, passion and angry when when our partners aren't loving themselves, are, are, are stuck in addiction. And so we can have emotions from unconditional love. So it's really more tracing back the source of that emotion. Is it coming from an unconditional love place or is it coming from a conditional love place that's in the fear of abandonment or any of those things? So I would just say just bringing awareness awareness, and and that magic of intuition into your conversations can change your life. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been absolutely delightful. I hope that everybody out there goes out and grabs your book. I think um, I I would love a copy. I haven't gotten a copy. Oh yeah, for I don't sure. think, we will definitely send that out. Yeah, you can get a copy. <laughs> I would love a copy. Thank you so much for for being here, sharing all this incredible wisdom that you have. And I hope that everyone goes out and grabs your book once again. Everyone, it's called. You ought to know it by now. Holy Love, The Essential Guide to Soul-Fulfilling Relationships. And uh, check them out at holyandhuman.com. Thank you so much. I'm going to be right back after the break with a little bit of Just Ask Spirit. So hang tight. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Shariana here, and I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course, you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. (laughs) So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to sherryannaboyle.com, click explore memberships to learn more. From the vibrant soul of Sherryanna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherry Anna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherry Anna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherry Anna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherryannaboyle.com.
Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Now we're at the part of the show where I talk about a couple of things. One is what's coming up to be cleansed. And when I use that term cleanse, I'm referring to an acronym. And the acronym is for the seven steps of an emotional detox. Now, these seven steps are featured in all of my emotional detox books. And they begin at the C for clear reactivity, and they end at the E, which is called ease. And you do them in order. And I find that the process is very deep, and there's many, many variations, ways to tap into and utilize the cleanse. I'm still learning. I am still becoming exposed to new variations every single day. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. So in terms of what is coming up to be cleansed? Well, that is that is my way of saying, you know, what's coming up to be healed? What's coming up to be transformed? What's coming up for you to fully process or digest? And it's a different way than, you know, this is my problem, or this is my issue, or this is what I don't know about. Like that's very brain-like. Wouldn't you agree? That's That's when we know when we go to our brain and as our uh, guest shared with us today a lot about the ego, right? So the ego often will ask those kinds of questions in that way. Like the ego, <laughs> I one of the ways I know the ego is it's got that, a lot of irrational language behind it, such as the shoulds, you know, what should I do or what somebody else should do kind of thing. Well, that's ego speaking. And I find that uh, once you move through the process of a cleanse, and I suggest that people do it every day, it's a maintenance program <laughs> when you do it every day. Now and then, I think everybody could benefit from a really nice guided emotional cleanse. And that's where you can perhaps tap into some of the resources I offer. I know there's a lot of resources out there, but I do offer some on sherryannaboyle.com. I have a membership and I also have little quick things that you can have access to in addition to the books, right? Emotional detox books. So I guess it's whatever you're drawn to. But in terms of the cleanse, what I find happens and why I'm, this show is called Just Ask Spirit and why I wanted to really lean into that direction more heavily is because what happens when you process your emotions is you do enter the gateway of the soul. And I talk about that a lot. So I believe that emotions are the gateway to the soul. And again, our guest spoke a lot about the soul today and how they define it in their new book, Holy Love. And so as you enter the soul, the, the soul will have a different language. It's, it's like going to a different country <laughs> and they speak a different language and you have to get to know that language. And it comes in all different shapes and sizes, and it's not as direct sometimes as what you learn in school. You know, in school, we learn sort of this language in terms of, you know, semantics and all of that and sentence structure and pronouns and all, but it's different. It's different. At least I find when you start to speak that soul language, which so many people are starting to tap into that now. So cleanse, when you get to the bottom of the cleanse, again, you process what you feel. Then what happens is you're in your soul, right? You're connected to your spirit. And that's a beautiful place to be, 
right? That's that, that's, that's where you can start to tap into your intuition and your internal guidance. And I was guided actually to do this show. I was guided to do the show. I was guided what to call it. I was guided as to where I wanted to, you know, to be on dream seven radio, which is also broadcasting through my podcast. So any of my podcast listeners are like, what the heck is going on? Just know it's just, you're, we're all one big family in the end. Right. So in terms of what's been coming up to be cleansed, well, um, a lot of things, I think that one of the things is excessive fear. I'm going to call it excessive fear. I know we hear about fear a lot, excessive fear. And we know there's excessive fear when people really shut down. You know, it's one thing to have fear and kind of avoid or run away or freeze, right? And or become defensive, that fight, flight, freeze, or want to make a better kind of response. But excessive fear kind of takes it one step beyond that. And that's when things start to shut down, right? That's when um, that's when something sets in that can go so deep, right? That's when it's almost like <laughs> the best way I can describe it is uh, consciousness shuts down. It's like nobody's home. It's like, what do you, nobody's home. No, there's no consciousness there. There's no awareness there when there is excessive fear. And it's, it's a way, again, when things get so extreme, shutting down. What are we shutting down? Well, perhaps your voice, maybe your core beliefs, maybe what you stand for, believe in, what you'd really like to talk about or create in the world, those kinds of things happen. And as that occurs, it can feel like, where's the backbone? You know, <laughs> you know. I don't know if you've ever had a situation where somebody in your life, you really were hoping they would show up for you, right? They would be there for you and they weren't there for you. They were, they don't even know where they were, right? Perhaps they were struggling with their own issues so deeply, maybe addiction or struggling with their own internal self-confidence, but it was extreme to the point where they couldn't show up in the world, not in the way that that you really believe that they could, right? That's what I mean by extreme fear. But the good news is, you know, I was clearing it all week with people, which will have a ripple effect on everybody else. Just so you know, even if you don't show up for a clearing, you do get the effects when I I work with other people or um, you get the ripple because I always set my intentions that way that everybody, everybody benefits from what's happening in the here and now. And so when it ripples out and you start to transform that, what's coming up to be cleansed, you know, what, what you get in return is this incredible awareness, this incredible insight and strength. I think strength is one of the biggest ones I've been feeling today as I've been, uh, I'm sorry, this week, as I've been clearing extreme fear in people. And I see in this strength, this stability, this courage, but not courage like in willpower or force, or I'm going to do it and I'm going to beat them and blah, blah, blah. None of that. I'm talking courage, like just a real pillar, right? Vibrational pillar of wow. That is strength. That is stability. So 
it's never really a problem when things come up. We just clear it, cleanse it, transform it. And again, the steps, particularly in my latest book, Emotional Detox Now, gives you 135 of the practices, right? And I did that so people could, I call it maintenance, do it on your own. Now, if if something big to clear, then you might need to get some support. But if it's something or you have a lot of practice behind you, you might not. I don't know. You don't know until you try. But I also thought today I would pull. Now I have an emotional detox deck. Um, it's not anywhere to be found right now because I created it actually um, a couple of years ago. Again, I was guided to create. Uh, I'm sorry, a year ago. I can't. I'm losing track of time. Is that happening to all of you? I think COVID does that. <laughs> I think we all lost track of time, right? Because we didn't have our normal daily markers. So it was about a year ago, I created the Emotional Detox deck. And very soon, it's going to be on my website. They should be shipping them to me. I've ordered them. I designed them. And you'll be able to get your own Emotional Detox deck. It's pretty cool. Very different than what's out there. And Spirit guided me to create this deck. So I pulled three cards today for the Just Ask Spirit listeners. And the first card is about frustration and and patience. So those are two opposing emotions. And what Spirit's asking is that you kind of decide, you know, have you been really frustrated? Is that something that you need to process, right? That emotion? Um, Or is patience looking to come in? You could look at it from two different angles, but that's the card I pulled today, frustration and patience. The thing that you want to cleanse is, and this is the second card I pull, is the reaction of blame. So if you're someone who's dealing with frustration or or you could use more patience, what I'm saying today in the cards is that you could benefit from clearing blame. Um, and blame is, you know, it sounds like this. How I, I feel like this because of you. <laughs> I feel like this because of what you did or didn't do. It's your fault kind of thing, right? So this is something to be cleared. And I've got all sorts of, again, emotional detox now, I'm pretty positive, has a cleanse for blame. So you can always turn to that book since you don't have a deck of cards available yet. And the good news is there's always something good looking to come into your life. So once you, once you cleanse that blame, then you go into manifesting and the seven steps of emotional detox I want everyone to know are also the same steps for manifesting. I discovered that sort of by accident. Um, I knew, actually it was an accident. I shouldn't say that. I was very conscious and mindful of the way I, I put those steps together. It's the cleanse method. And I was aware enough to know I wanted to make sure that they were in accordance with every single spiritual law that I had um, been privy to. So I was very careful in making sure that nothing sort of negated the other, right? So anyway, for the manifesting what's manifesting in your life is once you cleanse blame, of course, is alchemy, right? This, this inner alchemy balance, forgiveness and healing. Wouldn't that be nice? Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. It's really hard to heal if you're busy blaming, right? Nobody heals from that. 
It, that's a lot of hurt, right? That's a lot of putting some salt in the wounds. And sometimes we blame ourselves. It's my fault, you know, blah, blah, blah. I could have done better. And that it's so heavy, right? So let's take a nice deep breath before we end together. I encourage you to always sit up nice and tall when you breathe. Always elongate your spine, lift that crown ahead. So that sacred part of yourself connect to above you and below you and either side of you. You're so much more than your physical body and your abilities extend far beyond. But what you, your brain can wrap itself around, right? So just remember who you are and everybody take a deep inhale for the count of three, inhale one, through your nose, two, three, and exhale for three, navel to spine for two and for one. Excellent job. Put your hands together. If you're not driving, bow to yourself. I bow to you. The spirit in me bows to the spirit in you. The emotions in me bow to the emotions in you. Thank you for listening. Remember your emotions matter. Processing them matter matters more. If you want to give some feedback about the show, you can go to my Facebook group. I just put it up. I don't even know if, who's in there. I, I promise I will check at least every other day. And I will look for your comments or your feedback. It's called Just Us Spirit Facebook group. And just go there and join us. And also sherriannaboyle.com. I have a class coming up, Just Ask Spirit. So go ahead and check that out on my website as well as the other things that I have to offer. Take care and I'll see you next Monday. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on sherriannaboyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.